Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean and Lee. No Kieran tonight because uh, he's had to go to work. Yeah, and he doesn't want to say Lance Stroll had a good race. <laughs> I I reckon I reckon that's the main thing. Mm. You know, he's he's hiding he's hiding from the truth. Has to be. Like, it can be the only the only possible solution. The solution. That's not the right word. Conclusion. Yes. <laughs> You can tell that you can tell that he's put it in right to the show. He's denying reality within a few weeks of joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit late this week. I do apologise um, for various reasons. We've not been able to get together, but it's Wednesday night. We're only two days late. There wasn't any Tuesday news, and bugger me, there might be some on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be the way, isn't yeah. it? It is. <laughs> we we are completely and utterly cursed. Um, this week it's going back to the US Grand Prix. Um, Haas have kicked off and lodged an official protest about everyone's favourite subject at the moment, track limits. Yay. It's it's the new tyres, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, oh, for God's sake. I mean, so basically they're saying that um, Albon and an unnamed Red Bull and an unnamed Aston Martin, but we think it's Perez for Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't know who the Aston Martin is. Um... But they were both terrible. Um, mm. Kept going off track on certain corners, uh, didn't get penalised, and therefore should be penalised well after the race. You know, at the moment we're on what, 11, 10, 11 days and counting? It's more than that, isn't it? Because that was the first of the triple header, so we're going back. Oh, God, it was. We're going back two and a half weeks. Yeah. So 18, di- 18 days and counting. Mm-hmm. Um. And they they want the uh, they want the result revised, funnily enough, to give K Mag a point. Hulkenberg, uh, so yeah, Hulkenberg finished eleventh in that race and was three point two seconds behind Albon, who got a point. Um, so yeah, they're they're arguing that Albon should have had a penalty and therefore, with the five second penalty, would have finished behind Hulkenberg, giving Hulkenberg the point instead of Albon. This serves absolutely no purpose. Looking at the championship, it doesn't move Haas up. It doesn't move Williams down. It's a confusion. It just means that Hulk will have to pay slightly more for his super license <laughs> next year because you get charged <laughs> by the point. It doesn't really benefit Hulk, does it? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's good for it, but <laughs> I mean, this and Massa's ongoing case which he blatantly fibbed about a few things about because he said he wasn't going to be in Sao Paulo and then turned up on the grid. <laughs> um, yeah, let it go. You know, I mean, th- this show is purely audio, so I'm saying it now. Frozen.gif. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's happened. It's It's been decided. You can't change it. Um, Michael Schumacher won the title in 1994, like it or not, fairly or not. <laughs> By ploughing into Hill or not. Yeah. Um, you know, Senna and Prost each took a title from the other one by wiping the other one out. And, I mean, Ferrari would have found a way to fuck up in um, the 2007 season anyway. If Massa went into it, all he had to do was finish the race and he'd be world champion. 2008. Mm, 2008. Ferrari actually were champion in 2007. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because everybody else fucked up. Yes. It's been, it's a, it's been a long day. <laughs> um, you know, you, you can't change things that far after the event. All right, 
within a couple of hours of the race finishing. I, would, I wouldn't have yeah. objected to a sort of on the day post race thing. You think something's been missed? Fair enough, but this, yeah, you, if if it was that in obvious that it's taken you a couple of weeks to figure it out. Yeah, because has claimed they've found new video evidence, which the FIA didn't have yeah. access to. If you're having to, you know, slow a video down and zoom in that much, that it's taken you this long to figure out, oh, maybe he's drifted over the line a bit there, probably not that much of an advantage. Oh, mm. oh God, I can say that. CSI, Gunter. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's... I don't know, it, it just strikes me as kicking off for the sake of kicking off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. It's happened. The FIA didn't get something 100% perfect. Well, human error, move on. Mm. You know, un- so, until the day that AI is good enough to detect every single thing that happens anywhere in the world at any point, things are going to get overlooked in sport. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Liverpool manager wanting a match replayed because between the referee and the VAR, they got denied a goal. Well, they don't change. Um, like once, once, once your um, results are in, mm. it doesn't change betting, does it? Well, you're not going to get. <laughs> you, you're not Do you gonna, have a vested you know, interest all of a sudden? <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if if you've if you won, um, uh, I, I'm trying to think of some of of, of if you, if if you won money on mm-hmm. somebody winning a race, yeah, and then oh, Lewis Hamilton podium, yes, that's a, that's a perfect example. They'd have paid out for Lewis Hamilton's podium, probably, and then af- after the fact, it's been reversed, but that doesn't mean all of a sudden if you had Lando down for second you can go back to your bookies that's um, an interesting one actually I don't know yeah I mean it all depends you know it all depends on the bookie if you haven't claimed your winnings and all of a sudden Lando's second and you had a bet on him to come second then you might have a case I don't, I, I don't I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's like whatever the whatever the final classification it, it, it's, it's yeah provisional classification at like the end of race is what they pay out yeah. on isn't it I think rather than sort of post scrutineering yeah because I mean you know the um the main betting thing certainly in the UK is horse racing mm-hmm. and if the results in doubt it usually gets announced within about 20 seconds of the horses crossing the line that there's a steward's inquiry, so the bookies don't pay out at all until that's been decided. The um, my favourite one is the the paradox of Team LH when it comes to this, uh, like the, the the court wranglings, because on one side, masses trying to take a championship off them, and they go, oh no 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 no, this is wrong. We can't we can't be having that championship reversed. And then on the flip side of it, they're going. But yeah, we. How about we reverse Abu Dhabi instead? <laughs> I don't think Massa's actually trying to take the championship from Hamilton. What he's trying to do is sue the FIA for the money that he thinks he would have got had he been world champion that year. If... I, I know. I think he's. I think he's, he's going got good for the calculator if he's figuring that out. I thought he was going for the championship. Yeah. Oh, I, I just thought. I just thought he was going. He was going for. Um, the loss of earnings and um... no, no, because even Toto Wolff has said that depending on this, uh, the outcome of Massa's 
uh, I think it was Total Wolf anyway, uh, the, the outcome of Massa's case could influence whether Mercedes push forward to get Abu Dhabi thrown out. It would set precedent, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. Um, let's have a look. Let's, let's Timo Glock has won that Massa's bid to get the results <laughs> of the 2008 World Championship overturned risks opening the floodgates. Yes. <laughs> I mean, mm. there is a guy that definitely has a... He had, kind of has a dog in that fight. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> His lack of fighting dog is kind of the issue, is it not? <laughs> or one of the issues. Um... Yeah, I, yes. I I just took it that he would he was after. No, he, he wanted the title. Oh, I mean, law of averages. He probably has a point that if that race doesn't go tits up, he he may end up in a slightly more favourable position without the sort of the safety car palaver. But mm-hmm. it, that's sort of a little bit past it now. I mean, well, I suppose, I suppose yeah. the thing is, he if he can prove, I don't know how he would prove. I take it you you would need um, you you'd need a whistleblower essentially, wouldn't you? But if if he could prove that that race was fixed, well, I mean, there was there was no doubt in that the, the crash was fixed. What mm-hmm. he, what he's I think the the main the main sort of meat of his case is saying that the FIA knew that it had happened mm. during the course of that season and didn't do anything about it. Interesting. Yeah. And that's why he wants that race completely overturned. So, with open, well, he wants the race nullified. And with that happening, he would have gained enough points in the rest of the season to become world champion. Yeah, did Lewis get a podium in that race? Um, and he, I think he he after the hose situation was quite far down the order. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it? But but he got screwed over, didn't he? With the with the safety car. Yes. I think yes. He would have won that race. He would have certainly been higher up without the safety car, yeah. which happened while Ferrari were having the the hose pit stop situation. Well, he he was leading until the safety car came out. Yes. And then they hosed him. I mean, you can't guarantee Ferrari still wouldn't have fucked that pit stop because it's Ferrari. Yeah. To, to be fair... But if the field... That, Ferrari that era were all right. They were all right. I mean, they were reigning champions at that point. But they could yeah. even, without the safety car, they can have that cock up and he comes back in further up the field because the field isn't bunched up behind a safety car. Yeah. But I... I... I just think, nah. So, yeah, uh, Toto said the outcome would oh, set a precedent that could change the 2021 title result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those, I think he's absolutely right that that race cost him that title, but I don't think there's a huge amount you can do about it now. It's it's sort of, it's so far after the event. Mm. Yeah, you know, f- 15 years ago, it's... You know, it's done. Um, it it just seems like a bad bout of petulance, mm-hmm. and it's not doing not doing himself any favors. And to be honest, it's not doing the image of Formula One much good. As a I, whole. Don't, I don't think I don't think it actually hurts Felipe Massa. 
Um, I don't think it looks great for Felipe Massa. I don't know. No, no, but the, but it's, I, I don't think it, I, it, you're right. It doesn't look great for him, but I, I don't think he's got anything to lose from it. I don't know. I think at the moment he's always been sort of, I think even though not a champion, someone who was like fondly like, oh, it's, it's Felipe Massa. Now it's like petulant little whinger Felipe Massa. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, five five days ago, uh, Master Exclusive, this is on Racing News 365, so I don't know how exclusive it is. I want to clear up big, big misconception about 2008 title action. Um, oh, right, so he's not interested in money or the payoff. He just wants the result amended to declare himself the world champion. <laughs> don't not we all? I mean, like, I, I it does worry me stuff like this because, yeah, you know, like, like we said, I, like before the before the show, you know, the you don't you want things decided on track, not mm. in the courtroom. I mean, can you but imagine? There is it? that, but there is that bit of me which loves a piss boil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, 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 I do love watching. Um, Team LH lose it online, and ha- and having his first championship taken away from him. That I mean, I'd have to take the day off just to watch. <laughs> but no, I think it, as as entertaining as the Twitter shit show would be, I think it it is you can't you can't just nullify every result that has ever involved something being misapplied by the no, FIA because no, you, you would have very the, few results that would stand <laughs> the, the first thing the FIA, uh, FIA informed me one, one would have to do is like employ some sort of ministry of truth to go and rectify <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah I mean you know there's now potential for changing the whole 1976 world championship when James Hunt got reinstated in the British Grand Prix mm. yeah yeah you know Ferrari could complain about that and say it shouldn't have happened so therefore Lambda was the champion <laughs> yeah, how how far back do you want to bloody go? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd imagine just Abu Dhabi. That's what the the, the internet would want <laughs> yeah. to go. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping for a really boring race there in in a few weeks' time. Um, should we go back four days? See what I did there? Yes. Um, because we had the as it's now known Sao Paulo Grand Prix this weekend. Um, that was a little bit eventful, wasn't it? It was busy, yeah. Good race. You know, there was a lot going on. I mean, to say that Max just sort of set off and won it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there was was plenty going on behind him. Um, you know, driver of the day, probably, uh, whoever drives the flatbed that removes (laughs) broken cars. Because he got, he got about as many laps in as Burt Maylander. Possibly Mm. more. Um... (laughs) Yeah, there were some interesting interesting moves and performances, shall we say. But you, you get that at Brazil. It's it's that kind of track that encourages um, doing something daft. And the DRS is very strong there as well, isn't it? Which um, obviously yeah, and, makes it a bit more sort of chopping and changing in the order. Yeah, and the good, the good thing is after the last couple of races, there's multiple detection points rather than you get one, you make the pass, you get to use it again two corners mm. later and you can bugger off even further. So you you actually have to use it tactic use it and positioning tactically. 
Look at look at Fernando at the end of the race. Jesus, oh, I, know, I know we'll, we'll get to him later. We'll, oh, God, you know we'll get we'll get to him later because I mean that is that is one of the that is one of the best Alonso performances I've seen in years. I, speaking, I, I actually, sorry, speak, no, speaking gonna, about using things tactically. Uh, I noticed the online Formula One like internet community using fucking facts um, tactically. Tactically, um, yeah, I. Did, did either of you notice the um the the like the, the willingness to tr for people to try and pretend that the sprint wasn't good this weekend mm, i can't remember the sprint which tells me it wasn't great the sprint was the sprint was great was was it? yeah the sprint was pretty good was i just not paying yeah. attention yeah yeah <laughs> I, right and like, you you, not, were, you were sat on the sofa uh-huh absolutely full of cold that's true actually i was i was quite full of cold and i think had had the codeine at that point so maybe maybe it just didn't uh yeah yeah resonate with me personally yeah you were full of cold full of cold drugs and i'd asked you to video some fire that yeah. afternoon true yeah I, I don't i don't want to make this a fucking regular part of the show all of a sudden it's just last <laughs> la, last week was funny and this week is actually interesting um <laughs> what I, uh, if, I, if I you know... want, if you want funny and interesting at the same time, go to patreoncom slash three legs four wheels. Yes. Subscribe, and the last two shows are funnily interesting, funny, interesting, and slightly sexy. <laughs> um, if you like necks, yeah. Uh, no, I noticed that uh, Spanners was um, uh, the uh, Mister Apex guy had a, a big thing where he was going and saying that the. I, and I quote, the media are trying to spin that the sprint race was good. And you go, no, like there was overtaken all over the place. It was fucking tight. It was really good. It was a really good sprint race. And it was, it's almost like there was, there was a group of people that have been like slagging sprint races off. Try they online trying to convince people that they didn't enjoy what they just saw. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it, it baffled me. You know, it 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 was it was good because um nobody knew whose tires would actually hang on till the end. Yeah, and it's it, I just I still don't understand this thing. Even if people don't like the sprint race, would you rather an extra practice? Is that is that like is that where we are? Would people rather a practice that they wouldn't watch instead of another race? Your average anorak would, but that would, that would be it. But yeah, F one I mean, says the sprint race is for the fans. The problem is fans don't like the format. Mm. I, I do you know what the problem is I think there is a. It's all it's that that squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease, isn't it? Uh, if the sprint races weren't doing it as far as numbers go, you know, with actual bums on seats watching them, I think there there would be a, more of a grumble inside Formula One to get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, if if the if they're going to keep them, and it certainly looks like they're going to, because they've announced that there's going to be six again uh -huh. next year, they are they are tweaking the weekend format. One thing that I don't like about them is making Saturday just an entire sprint day. You know, you've got 
you got your practice and you're qualifying for the Grand Prix on a Friday. Saturday, you've got your sprint shootout, your sprint, and then you get yeah, the Grand Prix Yeah, it is Sunday. weird, isn't mm. it? That it's, yeah, yeah, we're doing qualifying and then we're just going to forget about that for a day and then we're going to do this other qualifying and, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I think it does cause problems for the teams as well because you fe- effectively you get one qualifying session and then you're in Park Ferme for the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. It makes buying tickets for the race on Saturday much more appealing. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It does. No. It's, if if you can, I mean, realistically, the uh, the sweet spot would be is that you have Sprint Saturday and then Grand Prix Sunday, and the qualifying for both races are in the morning of those days. But where would they put the Porsche Super Cup? <laughs> In, in the, the wall bin. where it usually is. <laughs> but no, it, no, it's a condition. You know, for for every F one race you watch, you've got to watch some middle aged rich blokes putting expensive cars in polystyrene and tech pro. Mm. No, I re- I reckon Friday practice day, FP one, FP two, as is one qualifying session Saturday morning, reverse grid sprint Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. I yeah, I, I think that makes sense. The mm-hmm. the only other one, other thing you could do is is have a real qualifying session for the Grand Prix on Sunday, like we're used to, um, and then just turn around and say that the the fastest time for each driver throughout the practice sessions will be the will, will be used for the, the for the sprint. Kind of like they do, like they do a bit in MotoGP, where the um, fastest ones in practice go through uh, go through a Q two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it needs it needs adjusting because, I mean, with the way with the way that F one cars are, and don't forget, Paddy Lowe said this: building an F one car is a very difficult thing to do these days. <laughs> and I'm I'm assuming setting up an F one car is even harder. So with you know with with the absolute minute margins that um, that the teams are working to, I think they do need more than one practice session. But but we're getting such good Grand Prix with one. Everyone's in the same boat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Mercedes was full of holes this weekend. Yeah, but do better. That's you know that's the that's the thing. They just they they need to do a better job. Like Aston Martin, for instance, did a better job with what they had than the the might of Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, can't can't deny that. I I just think there's not enough not enough time to gather enough data on the tires because you know they are more important than ever before. Yeah, but I I but I think that adds to the show. You know, the the Formula One is now such a fucking it, it it's won and lost by anoraks in front of in front of laptops rather than drivers behind wheels. So the less number crunching that can be done is probably it probably leans back to more towards racing. I mean, yeah, the you know the the more it relies on the driver, the better. Mm. I will, you know, I'm I'm not going to deny that. You know, this is why I've been watching a lot of IndyCar and that's a spec series, and everyone, you know, everyone's got a spec chassis, one of two spec engines, and spec aero. Yeah, and you find out who the better drivers are, and who Grosjean is. <laughs> See, someone's giving him a job for next year. Mm. He's he's got a seat at uh, Junkos Hollinger Racing. He's replacing Callum Eilert. Oh, is he? I know. I know who that is. 
Yeah, he was the one out of the. Uh, he was the other one from um, George Lando and Alex that um, kind of got forgotten. He was like he was like the ginger stepchild or something. Mm. Oh, I thought that was Jack Aitken. I thought he was the forgotten one of that era. I thought Isla was like a year or two later. No, Aitken actually made it to Formula One for a... once because of a crash. Uh, because of COVID. Oh, it's because of COVID. That's true. It was more because of COVID, mm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, currently, currently doing world, uh, European GTs or something. Or... What is he doing? Is he in DM, uh, DTM? I think he's in that as well as the um, what was the Blank Pain series, mm-hmm. which I actually just thought was sponsored by bread. I didn't know Blank Pain was like a really posh brand of watches. I just thought it was sponsored <laughs> by French bakeries. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, I mean that would be white bread, wouldn't it? It so, would, yeah. You know. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, on to um, on to Brazil. Qualifying for the Grand Prix was um, well, it, it got interesting. Mm. I mean, quote of, the, quote of the day from Alonso: "It is night." <laughs> yes. <laughs> it got d- very dark very quickly mm. at the mm. end of qualifying. And um, did you see the storm? That like the video of the the roof getting ripped off the. It, it looked horrific. The grandstand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, at first it said that it was an empty stand, and then they showed footage from mm. inside the stand and all the people running on it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I get the feeling they're going to have um, more secure roofs on those stands. Yeah, next it's year. probably not a bad idea. Yeah, I think mm. that uh, I think that will be discussed. But I mean, you know, qualifying got held up because they were having to clear all the debris off the track, which it was windier earlier on, and apparently. A lot of debris had been blown onto the track, and that's what caused a couple of punctures. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Um, so that's why there was a delay, because they were actually going around and manually sweeping the track and removing, well, bits of Alonso's car after he blew a tyre, but that was running over some debris that had come from one of the stands. Mm. An absolute mess. Um, right, should we go team by team? Yes. Yep. Right, I think we had to do Alfa Romeo first, because they were the double DNF. Oh, they were, weren't they? Yes, Salbanonymous. Mm. And not only Salbanonymous, but Salba might not be Audiable. Uh, now, Audi have issued a statement saying they're 100% committed to the F1 programme. Uh-huh. Right, so they're gone. Yeah. Did, did, did anyone ask them to? Because if that's an unprompted statement, that's that's <laughs> a bit weird. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't there when we shot him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this may be Andretti's way in at this rate. Yeah, that could work. Um, and I hope he does a better job than what Alfa Romeo are paying Sauber to do at the minute. Because God, they were nowhere again. Mm. And when I say mm. when I say nowhere, I didn't I didn't even notice. It was like oh, double DNF. Oh well. I think Bottas was running tenth at one point while pit stops were going on. Mm-hmm. And I seem to recall he had an okay start, but other than that, it was just... Had they not broken down, they would have just kind of pootled around to probably like 12th and 13th. Uh, It feels like they were having that kind of day. At best. Mm. Yeah, they were just... um, Yeah, they were nout. Sorry to say Mm. uh, for any Sauber fans out there. I know know Chris is a big Sauber fan while they've got the Alfa Romeo branding because he does like an Alfa Romeo. Yeah, but his was always broken. Well, yeah, because it rains over here. <laughs> you know, he, he did... maybe that's it then. Maybe it's because they got a bit wet on Friday. Ah, right. Yeah, shit. Yeah, they'll have rusted. Mm-hmm. So what about time to get a warranty repair on them? 
Yeah. They didn't get they didn't get the covers on in time. Right, that that explains everything. Right, okay, so we've got two Grand Prix in deserts next, so they should be absolutely fine. Unless like that British long jumper they're allergic to sand. Can't remember which one that was. Was she called Jade Jones? Oh that yes, um that could be right, yeah. Yeah, a long jumper allergic to sand. It's not great. No. Yeah, I mean, it's a dedicated. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, right, what is going to be next? I probably think it'll be Hass. K-Mag um, in the middle of the whole turn one thing. Hulk involved as well. Um, ended up 12. Kind of K-Mag's fault all that, wasn't it? I think he started it. I don't know if you, if you'd sort of like blame blame him, but I think he was the the catalyst. Mm, I think, but he just seemed to like swipe in a bit, didn't he? I think it's sort of almost similar to what we had in in Mexico with Perez and and Leclerc, and that it was kind of three cars all going for one bit of track and not quite realizing mm. they were all there, and didn't end very well for two of them. Yeah, Alban Alban's done some absolutely amazing shade throwing about it excellent he said it was all his fault because he got the best start of the grid (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys i was just too good to be on the same bit of track as you yeah he said he said um he had the best start on the grid and he was gonna he was trying to pass both hasses because he knew he'd be faster than faster than them during the race and didn't want holding up and unfortunately things happened (laughs) Well, he wasn't held up. <laughs> I think he did end up further down the track than both of them. Yeah, well, um, no, I think. Um, I mean, Hulk carried on. Obviously. I mean, K Mag's tire, I think, won the uh, won the distance competition. True. And took two other cars with him. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to seeing what Alban could do, and that was quite quite disappointing. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think you can say fully you know k mag was completely and utterly responsible for that but i don't think there's blame to be apportioned but he was more involved than anyone else mm-hmm. i would i would say I would yeah say that i think it, it was very lap one turn one wasn't it everyone just sort of not quite knowing what each other are doing and yeah and if yeah. Some, you know if somebody does get a better start than you you're gonna want to defend yeah and between him and hulk with the squeezing, it just yeah, trying to get, trying to fit three cars into a space where one could have got through comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know that's that is always um, that is always going to be the result. And of course, that kind kind of left Hulk a bit on the bit on the back foot after that because I don't think his car was a hundred percent great because it took a knock in it as well. And it's amazing, isn't it? Um... We still saw more of all the Hasses than we did Alfa Romeo, and Hass only had one car in the race past turn one. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's gone quiet. I don't like it when he does that. <laughs> Contemplating. <laughs> um, where do we go next? Probably, um, probably Williams, because I mean we've uh, we've talked we've talked about Alban, mm-hmm. um, Logan Sargent, um, not the last of the one lap down runners. But I think the well, there were two, two of the, two of the one lap down runners ended up having like the the entire back end of the car put back on. Um, I mean, there was. I mean, it started off. There was 
2-1 lap down and Daniel Ricciardo didn't get lapped again for the rest of the race. Fair dues, yeah. Um, only finished, uh, what was it, 43 seconds behind Logan Sargent when he was an entire lap down. So even even with a knackered car, um, he still managed to make up sort of about half a minute on Sargent through, through the race. So um, do Williams get rid of him? I know we say this every time, but I think give him a year off, give him a year to develop, and then maybe look at him again for twenty twenty five. Yeah, it. I think it's a shame. Mm. It just again, it's just some something that isn't. It's, Formula One isn't working out for him, is it? I don't think it's a disaster. I think there is something there, but but mm. yeah, it feels like it's maybe come a year too early and. He's got more about he's got more about him driving wise than Latifi. Had. Oh god, yeah, yeah. You know, if he had mm-hmm. Latifi's money, yes, okay, he'd be there for about another three or four years, mm-hmm. and he'd have, you know he'd have time to mature. Um, everyone, you know, everyone said similar about Stroll when he came in mm-hmm. about you know he's, he's only there because of the money. Um, Sergeant, I think, has the potential to be a better driver than Stroll. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, no question, he's better than Latifi. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't think Sergeant could have the peaks of Stroll. No, I think it'd, it'd be more steady though. He wouldn't have the absolute troughs. Mm. You know, it, um, he knows where his mirrors are. He knows the difference between hot tires and cold tires. Mm, may- maybe. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Well, he's not gone fast enough to heat the tires up. <laughs> I, I think the other issue he's got is Albon. Like you've mm. got a just a complete driver rejuvenated, haven't you? That's there, and his his whole whole mission is to save his Formula One career and show that he is the contemporary of the people that he came up mm. with. And he's, in my eyes, easily done it. Mm. I, I think I, I I think we forget that that he's probably got one of the toughest teammates on the grid. And also is kind of a great example there of someone who can, that you can sort of take a year out, regroup and come back and yeah. not be like, oh, here's the guy that lost his seat. It, it can mm-hmm. be, oh, here he comes again. It didn't do Prost any harm. No. <laughs> Schumacher, yeah, jury's out. <laughs> then again, the Mercedes, Mercedes at the time was a bit of a dog. Mm. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, he had a solid race. He didn't. He didn't get anything wrong. Um, just isn't getting to grips with being able to go that fast. Yeah, give give him a year out. Year year on the sidelines. Um, in the sim. Um, maybe 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 send him a super formula for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, get get some get some practice in there. Send him to Indy. I mean, it worked for Montoya when Williams did that. Doesn't there are many empty seats going in Indy at the moment? No, I think that, I think that's that's the only issue, isn't mm. it? You have to send him to Indy Lights, which is just a crash fest every weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing, nothing to nothing to write home about, good or bad. Which I think is kind of what he needs at the moment because yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of bad recently. You know, especially with all the um, American Latifi nicknames. Did he finish eleventh? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, so he was just just on the edge of the points. Mm. You know, it's a, it, 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 that's that's a pretty good race for him. Yes, yeah, so, it... especially when so many other people were dropping the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, sixteen seconds off um, off Ocon. Mm. 
So all, all things considered, that's not dire. Was no. it was it six DNFs in the end? Uh, yes, it was. You know, as to as to where it had finished with um, more finishers, I don't think it would have been eleventh. But no, no, you you play the hand you dealt. Yeah. Mm. Here's a question: Would you keep if you had the opportunity of te- of of keeping him on or taking Schumacher? Who would you? What would you do? Um, be on the phone to Red Bull and say, you know, Lawson, you're not planning on doing anything with him next season. <laughs> That's the thing. Schumacher is crashy, isn't he? Let's be honest. We know his. Well, Lawson's already said he doesn't want to go to Williams, doesn't he? Hasn't Mm. he? Yeah. Lawson's come out and said, no, I'm a Red Bull driver. I'll be in a Red Bull. Thank you very much. Of some variety. Um, So, yeah, I can can see Schumacher being available for that Williams seat. So, that would be who. I I think I'd probably stick with Lawson if that was the idea, if that Mm. was the choice. You mean Sergeant? Sergeant, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Schumacher didn't... I mean, there was a lot of pressure on him, but he didn't really, didn't really prove himself. All right, the car was terrible mm-hmm. when he first came in. But he wasn't doing the, the, the what we're talking about here with Sergeant, the, at least just seeing the chequered flag. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, the car was terrible, but it's not like he he was... The steering he, he worked, goes, as far as we know. Yeah, and he, was it, he was in with Mazepin, wasn't he? Mazepin, yeah. and then did he have a year with Magnussen? He might have had a year with Magnussen as well. Yeah. But even Mazepin, it's not like... And, and that car was a dog. Oh, yeah. He didn't, he didn't blow Mazepin's no. doors off. Uh, you know, and that's Mazepin. Yeah, well, I, thought, I mean, there are stories Mazepin was getting all the upgrades because his dad was paying for it. Yeah, but I mean, did that car get any upgrades anyway? I'm, I'm nominal. I, I, I think. I'm not. I'm not sure that's a complete benefit in Hass's case. They got, they got a couple of new sponsor decals during the year. <laughs> Go faster, stripes. Yeah. Yeah. The... yeah by, by an upgrade, it was polished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Would you take? Would you give Schumacher another chance? I th- I feel like he has to end up on the grid again at some point for at least a season. Has he raced at all this year? Has no. he been doing anything? No. Pure, no. Purely sim work. I feel like yeah. that's what he needs. I think he needs to go into another series and get back a bit of confidence and before coming. I think I think he would need that. Yeah. Stick him in WEC for a year. Maybe. Because... Mm. I don't think it necessarily well, matters what in. series. I think he just needs a, a few races of sort of doing quite well and not being last or on a flatbed. Yeah, it's just a shame he can't go back to F2. Yeah. Uh, I think the other one was uh, Formula E was suggested. Mm-hmm. And he came out and said that he doesn't see... He, he, well, well, it was pretty damning on Formula E. It was that he, he just said he doesn't consider Formula E relevant. <laughs> What, with all those electric cars that we're all going to be driving in 20 years' time and things like that. But well, apart- re- relevant to motor racing, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can I can see where he's coming from mm. because um, at least with F1, there's some circuits where you can pass on. Most Formula E tracks are three quarters of a car wide. Mm. And, you know, qualifying sets the podium. Unless somebody crashes, went until somebody crashes. Yeah. I I think Formula E is a fucking shambles. Like the, I I I I don't think that 
that series as it is carries on, you know, forever. It's it's not looking great. I mean, I think we I don't think we watched more than two or three races this no. year, did we? No. You know, I remember watching I remember watching the last one, the indoor outdoor one in London. Um mm. as as we switched it on, there was a twelve car pile up. I gave up on Formula E because it got split at one point, didn't it, on television? Oh, it was all but, over the place trying to figure out what channel it was on. Yeah, it's just make, make it easy for me or, yeah. you know, I'm not doing it. You know, it's, like, trying to find it shouldn't be mm-hmm. a game. Well, we couldn't even watch qualifying over it because Channel 4 put it on their YouTube, which is geoblocked for the Isle of Man. <laughs> Incredible. So yeah, it, it was like what you know. It was like trying to get the trying to get the football results in the nineteen eighties. The equivalent <laughs> of watching it on CFAX. You just have, you just had to hope that um, the videos of it on Twitter weren't geo blocked. Yeah, it's the fucking motor racing equivalent of a speakeasy. You need to know where the door is and have a password to get in. <laughs> there also seems to be this rumor that Jermaine Genus is going to be presenting it next year, which no one seems to quite understand how or why well that's what everyone said when vernon k got the job and well, at he, least he's a presenter and he's now ken bruce <laughs> well jermaine jermaine genus is now a presenter he does the one show every night i don't which, know but, if you need to be a presenter to do the one show which um for non-british listeners the one show is like a magazine program after the news every night at seven o'clock that does stories on like crocheting and Skate, I'm so skateboarding happy I don't ducks. watch live yeah. tally. I mean, like, Ronan Keating is also a presenter of The One Show, and he's not a presenter. And the son of one of Spandau Ballet. Oh, Roman Kemp is a, is a presenter, to be fair. Is he? I, yeah, I, he I, does I, I just, presenting. I, I just thought he was, like, professional son. I think he got his opportunities because he's professional son, but has actually kind of built some craft. Oh, like um, Rick Parfit Jr. with ability. Probably, yes. <laughs> I have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, tell you what, well... Um... It's it's quite timely, though, because I did fill the form in uh, online the other day to explain to the BBC that I don't need one of those TV licences off them. And what everything you've just done made me That's feel good. all the happier about it. You feel good in your decision. <laughs> <coughs> nah, only Connect is worth the TV licence alone. <laughs> um, right, what's we're going to do next? I would probably think it would be Alpha Tori, maybe um, a ninth and a thirteenth. Um, mm-hmm. We got flashes of angry Yuki. Yes, always entertaining. Yeah, um, Danny Rick with half a car held together with gaffer tape, a victim of K Mag's tire on turn one. It was a shame that because that yeah. car was quick. Yeah, I was um, I was really I was really looking forward to seeing what he could do around there because he, he has been pretty good around Brazil before, and he seems he seems to have got a handle on the car. Because uh, what uh, what was he? He was he was ninth, unfortunately, just outside the points by l- just less than two tenths of a second in the sprint. Mm. So yeah, I was um, you know, I was it was it was a bit gutting because yeah, I thought you know he's going to be. Um, I mean, it turned out he was the best Australian in a broken car of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a championship we didn't know was a thing. <laughs> um, it wasn't until turn two, lap one. <laughs> do we do... I, I don't know if it's the right right point to talk about this again now, but I suppose we've talked about Ricardo. But 
do, do you think he goes back to Red Bull next year? Um, I I reckon he'll start the season in Alpha Tori or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. because I think Perez will start the season in Red Bull. Now I have read that Perez's contract has a specifically no demotion clause in there. Oh, so if they don't want him, he doesn't go to Alpha Tower. Yeah, if they don't want him mid-season, um, he's getting devreezed. I had a half theory a couple of weeks ago that, you know, there were these rumours about Perez um, potentially announcing his retirement. And mm. obviously that, that sort of came and when it didn't happen. I had a half theory that since he, he's under contract for next year, um, I had a half theory that he was like deliberately tanking to get like a sort of Raikkonen year off fully paid. But I don't know if I've gone off it or not. I'm just sharing it with you. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, he's 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 now gone from liability to adequate. <laughs> so I don't know. Can I just come back to something you said a minute ago about Daniel Ricciardo being good in Brazil? Mm. He is shockingly bad in Brazil. I always thought he was pretty good there. First year twentieth, second year thirteenth, third year. Uh, this is in uh, Toro Rosso. At this point, tenth, retired, eleventh. 8th, 6th, 4th, that was quite good, 6th, uh, didn't do it the COVID year, um, retired, retired, got hit by a tyre. This is he, not dripping in trophies. It's not his track. No, zero no. trophies. Best he did was a 4th, and that was when he was in Okay, I'll, re- I'll rephrase it. Ricardo has the potential to be solid in Brazil. At best. <laughs> at absolute best. I, I, I just got it. In, I just got it into my head that it was one of his better tracks. I do not know. No, that. I, 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 are I, you confusing him for Weber? Weber always did quite well in Brazil. Weber always did really good just about everywhere. It's just that Vettel always did better. <laughs> um, the Australian Coulthard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, mean, I wonder if they got on so well. <laughs> Yeah, Alpha Tori, I'm still saying the second most improved car on the grid this season from the start. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Mm-hmm. After McLaren. After McLaren, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolute absolute hand to begin with. Um now looking looking like a point scorer, which given their pedigree, that's what that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. But and we say this every week, we say this every year. I mean, they started the year, didn't they, with Yuki in eleventh and DeVries doing who knows what. Yeah. Well, this is. I wonder how much of that is upgrades, and how much of that was having somebody else like Daniel Ricciardo come mm. in to help work setup out. Yeah, and to probably give Sonoda someone to actually measure himself against, because yeah, DeVries was never really there. Because it, it can't. It can't be. It can't be an accident that that car has started to come come right as far as that car's concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, literally from the day Daniel Ricciardo got into it. Yeah. So that it, there has to be a factor there that Ricciardo has had. Maybe even Lawson as well. I mean, he seemed to get on quite well with it. I'm sure he could he provided yeah, yeah, some yeah, useful yeah. data for them. Mm. Mm. And, you know, what's, what's the nerd have done? Up to um, three... Three points finishes up to um, up to before the US, and then two points finishes in the last three races. Mm. I tell you what, we have got a lot of things wrong since we, <laughs> since we started doing this podcast. 
I don't think we've got anything as wrong as we got DeVries at the beginning of this season. Yeah, but we didn't pay him for like six months like Alpha Tauri did, did we? So, you know, they they got it wrong too. (laughs) It just cost them more. (laughs) You know, all those months we didn't get anything on Patreon. Where do you think that sponsorship went? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we, we we just got that badly wrong. Then again... Was it all him, or was it the fact that the car was terrible, and between him and Sonoda, they just did not know what to do with it? Nah, I'm like, pre- like, pre- you said, I'm... like you said, it's taken Ricardo coming in. Pretty sure it was him. I mean, Ricardo was already in like the Red Bull thing at that point, wasn't it? If that's what they needed, someone to go there and do some setup, he could have done that without mm. taking a race seat. Mm. I'm trying to defend DeVries, but. <laughs> Yeah. And next week on Defending the Indefensible, I'll say why everything after Highlander 2 was worth making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. We we fucked up. It didn't work. It, it didn't it, work. It, it, it didn't work. I'd like to I'd like to see what DeVries does next with his career, if he's got one. He's back to form there, isn't he, I think? That rings a bell, yeah, because he was, was, he, was he going to Harvard contract. and then he was going to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going back to Formula E next year. Well, good luck to him. We may watch some of his races if we actually know what channel they're going to be on. Or channels. <laughs> yeah, you literally have to channel it. You've got to, you've got to draw the coverage out of the ether. Um, right, it's going to be Mercedes next. Not a great weekend. Toto said that was their worst weekend. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Are we going to go <laughs> Germany or Barcelona? I was going to go. I was going to go Barcelona. Twenty sixteen, three corners for both cars. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's not ideal. It wasn't but at good. least that was exciting though. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember the um, like the the special white car and the special overalls and stuff in Germany. Yeah, yeah. and it worked perfectly with the Benny Hill theme tune when they were trying to do that pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a pretty that was a pretty dire weekend. Um, I it's what it has done, and it's not just because like I kind of like George Russell, and I'm sick of, I'm sick of the way that the uh, uh, he is portray- he's portrayed in the. Like the the radio thing, I really don't think radio messages should be broadcast to the public anymore. I think they should, but just less of the. He's gone off track, sir. Yeah, it's it just it, it's unnecessary drama. It like it's it it feels like um, drive to survive clips. Keep it for that. That's what you want to do. You you want to use it to try and concoct some sort of narrative through the course of the race. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Keep I mean, it's the reality shit. A clip of a clip of the quality of "Leave Me Alone." I know what I'm doing. That one hundred percent should should be on the race coverage. Something like Ocon's gone off on that corner for the last three laps. That's all it is now. All yeah. it is is drivers we, grasping on each really other. We don't really need to know, do we? Unless Ocon gets a penalty, whether people are saying he's gone off or not. It's yeah, yeah. it's uh, not adding to we're it. We're working on it. And the other thing, the other thing that we need for the radio being on there is listening to Ferrari melt down strategy-wise through the course of the opening twenty mm. laps. It would be nice if we, if we got it live as well, so you knew 
if when a, when you're hearing a driver, it's at least within within the same lap that he said it. Yeah, I mean you can, you can get that on the um, F1 TV feed and um, obviously mm-hmm. for the UK listeners, the red button. Yeah, but nobody <laughs> uses that. Who who out there actually switches cameras while they're watching a race? No, nah. no. Nah. It's one of those things that sounds really good in theory. And then you realise it involves a bit of effort and you can't really be asked. Yeah, and then you... Well, it's not just that. Then you remember that there is p- people paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to direct the television for you. Like, professional TV directors are that can do a better job than you scrambling around with a mouse button on a couple of options. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I, I agree with you fully. It would be good if there was, like, an alongside live team radio that you got there and then. Mm. And you didn't have to subscribe to the app or have a second, third or fourth screen and extra set of speakers. Yeah. But I want to hear the Ferrari meltdowns. You know, I, I want <laughs> you know, I want to hear plan Q. Okay, that's that that's fair. That that's quite entertaining. <laughs> the uh it's I I, I want to hear Charlotte Claire cry again if what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's the uh, it, yeah, a guy, a guy which is fucking. Uh, you're talking runway, runway level, attractive man, who's a Formula One driver driving a Ferrari. Going, I don't understand why I'm so unlucky. Oh, <laughs> bless you, Charles. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> can't follow that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll just go back to ripping mercedes apart then again i think that's what they're doing with the car at the minute um apparently it was all down to the floor it was causing them a lack of grip massive tire degradation uh losing a losing a ton of aero and being draggy at the same time did they do mm. like a bit of extra floor this week after so it was obviously the last sprint week they had issues. Um, yeah, they had raised the ride height because they were mm-hmm. worried about the curbs. Because I think the curbs are a similar height in um, Interlagos to how they are at uh, how they are at Mexico. So I think they'd raised the car, which obviously didn't help with the arrow and the drag. And I think they'd had to reinforce reinforce the floor as well. Mm. And it didn't. It didn't work. Now, apparently, next year's car... God, we've been saying this about Mercedes for a couple of years. Now. <laughs> next year's car, it's not going to be an evolution. It's going to be a completely new concept. Now, last time they came up with a completely new concept was the Zero Side Pods. But the, you know the weird thing is about this? They can say it's going to be a new concept car, but that's a massive gamble because the rules are stable. Mm-hmm. Do they need that gamble though? Because at the moment they're not they're not in it. Maybe I mean, uh, you could argue that for that wasn't next year's Mercedes engine purring. By the way, that was dizzy. <laughs> yeah, but barring a couple of races, they've had a top th- top three team car for most of the season. Yeah, but they want to be a top one car. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, but this is this is the thing you can't Is the problem the car or the fact they don't understand the car? 
because they don't seem to really know what went wrong mm. in Brazil and they don't seem to really understand why they were rapid in uh, America. Um, I, I don't think that I don't think they fully understood a car since twenty twenty one. No, I think you know the mm-hmm. last the last two cars they just haven't um, they just haven't wrapped their heads round. But that might mm. be the problem if at this point they don't understand it. It might be time to cut your losses and do something else. You're probably right. It just, it just makes me wonder. Then it's still a gamble, isn't it? That that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they're going to understand what they come up with next. Who was it? Was it the was it Ferrari that t- uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I remember it was Flood say, Flood saying who who it was that said it. But some, oh, t- someone turned around. T- and talking, said they, they of, talking of which, he's alive and well, and he was at my gig on Saturday night. Good. <laughs> um, the so he he, t- he said someone someone said they don't they don't believe in the Winter World Champions, and that's kind of what Mercedes are going to want to do, isn't it? They like they they're gonna they they want to come out with a new concept of car next year, and be capable of winning. Mm. And it's it, it never re- really works. It's I I can't help but think that this is got away from Mercedes until twenty six. Is it going to be massively different aero wise in twenty six though? Because I mean the next the next big change is going to be the engines. Yeah, I mean, well that that would be the the opportunity for them to try and get the advantage back on the engines, isn't it? But. Um, it, it they feel a bit like Red Bull uh, did you know like during the during the hybrid era mm. now, now you know it's where, where Red Bull were always they were there but they weren't like Red Bull there they kind of got but, a bit back each year didn't they yeah uh, but the difference I think with Red Bull and how Mercedes are is I think Red Bull kind of accepted that they had to do whereas Mercedes, especially Toto Wolf, kind of coming across a bit petulant. Well, I don't know. Cause mm. I mean, Red, Red Bull seemed to blame Renault for all their problems. Yeah, but then they got a it Honda, a and problem. that kind of made it made the point for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, like, well, we'll look at Renault. It just in mm. general, you know, it, it's. I, I think it, Red, Red Bull, Renault needed Red Bull more than. Uh, Renault needed Red Bull more than Red Bull needed Renault. That was that was harder <laughs> to say than it should have been. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, the the Renault or Alpine engine hasn't exactly set the world on fire. No, set itself on fire, I think, a couple of times. Oh, it's good. It's good at doing that. But yeah, um, at least with Red Bull, they could pass the blame off onto a third party. With Mercedes having their own engine as well as their own car. You know what they're going to do? Um, complain that the car's not quick enough and blame AMG. Mm. But I think, I think the, I mean the problem, the problems that they've had have all been sort of balance and um, balance and error related. You know, you got you had the porpoising, you had the drag, you had um, like a grip off the line. You know, there was all all kinds of problems. And, you know, the car only works fast in certain configurations on certain fuel levels with a certain wing angle. I think mm. what what they've done is they've kind of made a mix and match. They've got all the best concepts. You know, so, yeah, we'll look at we'll look at this front wing configuration. Oh, great, that's the fastest. We'll look at this rear wing and we'll take this one. That's the fastest. But 
the airflow doesn't come off the front wing in such a way that the rear wing's the most effective, but they're meant to be the fast, you know, the fastest altogether. Mm. You know, the whole the whole is less than the sum of the parts. Mm. And I think that that's I think that's where Mercedes have struggled because they've thrown all these amazing ideas into it. And remember Homer Simpson's Car of the Future. <laughs> yeah. That's what they've got. When you're talking about the sum of the parts is, is less than the parts, I was thinking of a Tunnock's tea cake. <laughs> Individually, all those are great items, but eh, they kind of shit on each other. Mm. I, I well, think fun, you get the fun, sense... Funnily enough, the, not... cockpit, the cockpit on Homer's car was um, Tunnock's tea cake shaped. There you go. Mm. So, Mercedes, the flying tea cake. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> you get the feeling there. It's, it's not a... Um, it's just not a harmonious team either. Mm. I mean, is, you know, is every department blaming every other department for what's what's going wrong? Well, even the drivers are kind of arguing with the team now, aren't they? You know, the i i can't I can't help think that if the roles were reversed between Lewis and um, George, that the team would have asked Lewis to mm-hmm. move out of the way for George. You know, he was uh, he he was a quicker car. Quick, quick, quicker car. That they were struggling with temperatures, and um, I think they probably should have should have let George go there. I mean, as it turned out, they didn't. You know, there was no point doing it because the car died. Yeah, but does it if it keeps running in dirty air? If yeah, they're struggling with temperatures, get him in clean air. Mm. And then again, it's back to my theory of Mercedes don't build a car to follow; they build yeah. a car to lead. Hmm. But I mean, that's I, I. I can't help think that if. I can understand Mercedes being Lewis centric. Don't come at me. Um, but the, on the other hand, if it's okay being Lewis centric when you've got a driver that's essentially driving at the same level, if not just ever so slightly behind Lewis, um, but is also a, a much younger, like much more developing driver you know the, the, mm-hmm. there, there is more room for george to develop now than there is for lewis but i can still understand mercedes having lewis as their number one driver i get it but if they are in this position where we have another two three years of mercedes getting it together are they even going to get it together quick enough for lewis anyway yeah i mean that's the thing it'll be um it'll be pushing 40 by the time the new regs come in mm. and you know is he going to be sort of wandering into the twilight of his career or is he going to do an alonso and but he won't stick around <sighs> at that point if, if they're not getting it together and he wants to do an alonso he'll mm. look to go elsewhere yeah but alonso keeps leaving and going back to whatever renault's called that week <laughs> 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 you know i'm i'm Still not hundred percent. If um, Renault gets completely bought out by celebrities, it's twenty five percent of the way there at the minute. Um, if the if the Renault organisation finds itself in minority ownership of that team, they'll get Alonso back, and he'll probably own a share of it himself. <laughs> if he doesn't already own a share of it, I think if he did, he wouldn't have left at the end of last year. In quite the way it went down. It yeah. Went down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you say Mercedes sort of a team doing doing battle with themselves. 
you can you can hear the frustration in a lot of George's radio when you know you're telling me to race, but you're telling me to save the tires. Which one do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally understandable the frustration from both drivers as well. You mm. know, like from from Lewis too. You know, the it's it, it the team feels lost. How much are they missing James Vowles? Do you think? A lot, I, I think. Yeah. You see, he comes across as such a measured mm. and thoughtful person. Yeah, very, and, very calming presence. Yeah, and that does seem like that's what Mercedes needs. Because mm-hmm. it could, could like he. I mean, he was at the, the position there. I bet there's, there's very few people in Mercedes. I bet can tell Toto Wolff to, to fuck off. <laughs> James Vowles was probably one of those people. Yeah, you know, I that could... yeah. I can't imagine him being put through a table. Anybody else? Yes. <laughs> no. Um, I think Nicky Louder was probably the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I. Uh, yeah, I think he might be massively missed. And that could be the reason why the strategy seems to be all over the place. Because. Mm. You know, we joke about Valtteri, it's James. Mm-hmm. Well, it won him enough titles. Yeah. Well, the, see, this was the thing as well, because we obviously missed messages. Because we, we heard George, um, like, wanting to say, essentially giving two options to Mercedes for what he what, And it, it wasn't a case of um, how we, when we hear from drivers so often go, like, I'm, I'm much quicker. You know, let let me past. It was a it was the case of if I'm here, Lewis needs to keep me in DRS so we go together, or let me past and let me try let me try and go forward. Yeah, and then it was we're, we're working on it. We're working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, we're, so no. What, what are like, you working this, on? Yeah, this is a motor race. Like, <laughs> you you don't have time. To, and it it's it it showed what happened at the end of the day because he ended up getting munched when. He didn't have DRS. Yeah, you know what's what's going to be next. Uh, you know what what's the strategy for the second stint? Your call is very valuable to us. Please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he couldn't do that within a team. Like science did that with Norris to win a race. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's proved it's proved that it worked. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. so, then science took the piss out of um, other people for doing it. <laughs> Later on, they're using my tactics. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we have discussed previously, Signs seems to be a very good strategist. Maybe they need to get him in to replace James Wells. Maybe. Uh, right, on to the normal shit show that is Alpine, who didn't do all that bad, but were really anonymous. Yeah. I mean, aside mid from... Mid-season. Aside from the bit where Ocon just, like, went into the side of Alonso in one of the qualifyings. Apart, apart from, <laughs> apart from that, but on the during during the race during itself, the race, yeah, I mean that move, that move or that crash that Alonso had during that. I think it was sprint. Was that sprint? I think qualifying? it was sprint qualifying. Um, you know, it was it 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 was an accident that could have happened to anyone. You know, he lost the back end of the car. He was understeering. He denied it mm-hmm. officially, so that <laughs> so therefore it must have happened. Yes. But you could you could actually see on the in car footage that he was fighting the car, yeah, um, to try and get it out of the understeer, and just collected Alonso and bang, and then after that I can't remember a great deal of anything else that he did. No, 
Um, it, it's one of the unfortunate races where, because so much other stuff was going on, it, it, it if you weren't doing something exceptional, then it's it's very easy to lose you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, th- there were kind of a Nico Rosberg suit. <laughs> what fabulous beige? All right, but a bit on the dull side. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was that one time he wore navy. Oh, I think I, he wasn't feeling well that weekend. I think he, um, <laughs> I think he admitted he was, um, he had a bit of a fever. Oh, <laughs> go away, cat! I was going to say this is, oh, this is not one of ours. That, that, that did not sound like one of our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> was that Jensen? No, it was new cat. Just, <laughs> just, come on, just sit, sit down. <laughs> This new new cat is a black and white cat. Yeah. Yeah. I've also just acquired black and white lap cat at the moment, which is uh, <laughs> just fun. It's obviously that time of the pod. <laughs> ah, the pod catting hour. Um, probably telling us to move on from Alpine because it's bollocks all to talk about with them. <laughs> mm. uh, right. Next, team science. Yes. Team science, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leclerc did not partake. Yeah. Um, wow. A DNS. Um, I mean, all right, the hydraulics went. Yeah. Um, I was slightly disappointed by that because I thought it was dead funny at first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Discord was alight with, oh, my God, he's binned it already. Um, then, as it turned out, it, it was a fault in the car. Um, Who would have thought Ferrari, Ferrari can't even make a car to get to the start line now? <laughs> but, yeah, science, um, not... Didn't do anywhere close to as well as I thought he was going to. It was kind of it was fine, wasn't it? The the mm. science drive. It wasn't anything special, but he was there. Yeah, you know, the, the... It, it was Bottas in a Mercedes. He put that <laughs> car precisely where it could go. Yes, and no further. Yeah, I mean, if you if you decided at the start of the weekend that science would finish behind both Aston Martins. And still finishing the points. Mm. Yeah. I'd have wondered what the odds were and um, decided not to bet on it because I didn't want to lose money. Mm. But yeah, there was absolutely nothing nothing amazing um, about what he did. And I mean, I guess, I guess that's good in a lot of ways because it didn't give Ferrari any room to fuck up. No. You know, they'd got one car to concentrate on and well, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> now that is an that is a massive improvement for Ferrari, because yeah. they 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 struggle when there's two cars. So did he have to race against himself? Well, what? they could cut the strategies down by half, so there was only fifteen <laughs> strategies to work out. Yeah, we'll get we'll get as far as Plan N, and then we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, not nothing nothing bad happened to him, but. He didn't do anything spectacular either. Um, so that moves us on to Aston Martin. Um, Lance Stroll had a good weekend, Kieran. He did. <laughs> just, just for clarification, Kieran sent a message earlier saying that he couldn't make it tonight. Lee replied to him, "You just don't want to say that Stroll had a good race." His reply: 
I'll give him 7 out of 10. Started second, was fifth by turn four. At that rate, had it not been red flagged, he would have definitely finished 47th. But no, we we actually got to witness one of those rare Lanstrell good performances that he can occasionally throw in. Hmm. I mean, ahead of the Mercedes, ahead of the Ferrari... Only a not, couple of not too far off Alonso. Not too far off Alonso, who had an unbelievable drive. Mm. Yeah, I mean, six, you know, six, sec- six seconds off Alonso. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the closest all season. Yeah, it's a very good day in the office for Lance Stroll. Had a good qualifying as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then got completely and utterly overshadowed by those last 20 odd laps that Fernando did, and especially <laughs> the last lap. Well, this is what's so fucking infuriating about him, isn't it? Mm, he can is, do it. Yeah, the, there is. There's clearly, clearly something in there. You know, he. I I don't know what it is. I can't help but think, in the same way as I was thinking about this, like I often like just daydream and end up thinking about Fernando. <laughs> and uh, I, it, it's it's kind of the same reason as why I think Fernando is still good at the age he is, and if, see if Fernando wins a world championship, just one with Ferrari, he's already retired. It's the, it's the fact that Fernando is, like, he's, he'll forever be the driver with this immense talent that never quite fulfilled it, and I think that's what keeps him going. Unfortunately for Lance, I think he's got the opposite of it so because there's no there's no threat what, because the, the driver with no talent that just won't quit. No, no, no. He's because he clearly has got talent, but he's. It, sometimes I wonder whether because he's got such a privileged life, you're like, like genuine fucking privilege, mm-hmm. that he he doesn't have to try anything. Try. It doesn't matter so, if he doesn't perform. He's still got that yeah. seat. He can fail and still fa- and fail upwards. We've made a career out of it so far. Um, yeah, I think that I, that could well be the case. You know, what drives Alonso? Is it wanting to win a world championship at another team just to prove that he can do things in a car that isn't Renault powered? I think it's just legacy. In the same way he wanted to go and do Lamar and he wanted to do IndyCar, it was because he he knows he should have won more championships in Formula One and won more races and got more pole positions. I, I'd like, I will argue to the fucking doomsday with anybody. I think Fernando is the most talented driver to ever drive a car. Any car. And any racing series and formula, um, so I think it's just a case of if he hasn't got the if if he hasn't got the sheer numbers to justify his talent, he's gonna he's gonna make sure he fucking points it out when he does do something like his podium here. Yeah, I mean, you know, his resurgence this season has been nothing short of incredible because. Nobody gave Aston Martin a hope at the start of the year, you know, pre-season. Mm. And, you know, we joked about it constantly. It's like another great career move for him. 
you know, this this could be that last year at Ferrari all over again. This could be the McLaren Honda part three. Yeah. And then he goes and then he goes and just repeatedly sticks the car on the podium. And like, well, how the hell is that happening? You know, all right, they've, they've, given, they've given him a good car. The issue is, of course, we don't know exactly how good the car is because there isn't an average. No, there's just an exceptional and an okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. if they had, um, if they had like a a Gasly or a Perez in there, we'd know exactly what the car was capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen it for a while. I can't remember what was it like. Fourth it was either fourth or seventh, if I remember rightly. Alonso dragged a McLaren to a reasonably good position. And then it turned out after the race was over that he that the damage that he had to, done to the car was worth like half a second. Like, oh, it was the um, it was the Baku race where he came uh, came into the pits on three wheels, wasn't it? And yeah, 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 three wheels and half a side pod hanging off. <laughs> and then he, he he proceeded to go out and absolutely fucking murder Van Dorn. Yeah, yeah, you know, it yeah. Um. So I, I think Alonso's always I don't I don't think he's he's ever not driven at the standard he's driving at. It's just and he's not even been given like a good car, he's been given a half decent car by Aston Martin. I mean to be honest, when he you know, the two titles that he won, um the Renault wasn't the best car on the grid. No, no, no. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think I think Ferrari still had the best car that season. Mm. Well, those seasons, certainly, certainly two thousand and five. But um, you know, he made something of second or third best car, and he he got the he got the extra out of it. Mm. Certainly, that could be what what he's doing what he's doing with this one now. If he now if he was still at McLaren, would we have a two way fight for the championship? I think he'd say, he he would he would definitely be. But second or third in the championship. I mean, what's what's he going to do when he goes to Red Bull next year? <laughs> Whoa! What a timely result that would be, though. If that was, if if that's actually in the conversation somewhere, you can't you can't tell me that even if even if that was just like a paddock rumor. That there wasn't a joking Christian Horner in the uh, in the garage going, well, maybe we should sign him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that last lap pass was incredible. 20, 20 laps of defending, and then he, I, th- I think he knew that if um, he lost the place, he was doing enough to put it in the right places and keep the battery at the right level to charge it up on the penultimate lap to just go mm-hmm. for it on the last lap and. Um, Take it to the line, you know. It was half, half a tenth he got it by, but it doesn't matter. It could, you know, it could be, it could be twenty five seconds. Even when he moved, like moved to um, to make Perez go the long way round, if he, he he left that to the last possible moment, if he doesn't do that, Perez gets ahead of him. Mm. Um, there was there was a really cool thing about the. Uh, I don't know if he's heard it. Um, about what he was doing to keep Perez behind. So he he was driving different lines, like um, essentially on di- uh, on the same corners, differently on different laps. He was using his battery in weird places. 
Yeah, so correct. Yeah, we saw them talking about that. It was it was recharging in the corners where there was no obvious passing place. Yeah. So he'd got it on the straight, so he could keep, he could keep it behind, and Perez was charging in different places and you and having to use his battery to try and keep up with him, mm-hmm. and then couldn't overtake him on the next on the next opportunity that Fernando had for recharging. Yeah. See, I think uh, not just the fact that it would be fucking like proper box office stuff. Uh, Alonso is actually the perfect driver to to replace Perez. You replace him, you, you give him a, a next year, a, a deal for next year with one year's, with, with, a, with a second year as an option. And that takes you nicely up to 2026 where you can then put a big money offer in for uh, Lando Norris, which is clearly what Red Bull want to do. Yeah, I mean, they, they've said it without saying it and Lando's kind of said it without saying it that he wouldn't be unhappy if he ended up in Red Bull. Yeah. And Max may have decided, yeah, sod it. I'm going I'm going to try something else with my life now by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz I, I still can't I still can't see Max carrying on to uh, carrying on to 30 or past that. No, I don't I, I don't think he will. He's said this, hasn't he, that he he doesn't see him being sort of in F1 for life. Yeah. You know, I mean <laughs> It's you know what what what's he got left to achieve? Because he's not bothered about breaking records. He's proved mm-hmm. you know he's proved that he's the best out there. And you know what you know why why make a struggle of it? Mm. It's not just that he's also um, unless something goes horribly wrong over the next couple of years, he's proved that he can. Um, uh, he he's he's going to be good enough to come back, is what I'm trying to say. Like he could do a Fernando Alonso sabbatical and come back to Formula One because he's got the reputation to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So is, that is, that's the that's the thing he could. I'm I'm sure he could work out a fucking deal with Red Bull, couldn't he? Say, look, I want to go for two years, and Red Bull would sort of, would would do a deal where he could go for two years. It wouldn't surprise me if you know if he was one hundred percent guaranteed to come back, and they could replace him with someone of quality. I'm not going to say of the same quality because I don't think mm. I don't, you know those those drivers are few and far between. You know, everyone sort of bands around the term generational talent, but I think this is what we've got here with him. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, it it might you know it might be the case. I think it would take Helmut Marko not being there. For him to be able to do that, because I don't, um, I don't think that'd be the kind of thing that Helmut Marco goes for. Maybe, but it's the the argument would be: is it is it worth your while not doing what Max wants you to do? It, like it, if it, only Red Bull know how equal those cars are, you're between Perez and, and Max. If they are in anywhere near shape or form, you know, within like a couple of like tenths of each other on on upgrades, then you know it's Max is doing an exceptional job because you take Max out of Red Bull, Red Bull are fighting for championships with Perez. Mm. Unfortunately, 
um, just going on the raw numbers from one Grand Prix, it would appear that Perez is half a second a lap slower than Max. Yeah, that's the thing. I think his car. I think he is sorry, half a second a lap slower than Max. I don't think his car is half a sl- second a lap slower than Max's. Mm. Good. Well, I mean, we'll, we're we're kind of covering Red Bull now. I did want to do McLaren next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with them being the most binary team, um, Piastri managing to get his car round uh, with the rear wing held on with like chewing gum, gaffer tape, and a couple of paper clips. Yeah, it was a shame for Piastri. I mm-hmm. I don't think he would he was ever on Norris's level this weekend, but no, but you know, he'd I, still be well in the points. No, I, th- I think he I think he was in for a sort of solid fifth or sixth. Yeah. Mm. Um. Everyone, a lot of people were saying, you know, what? Why have they sent him out again when the car's obviously damaged? It's like, well, safety car, he gets the lap back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Safety car will probably mean at least one car's had to retire. Couple of incidents. Um, yeah. You can just. Dra- so you're 14, 14 classified, was it? Yeah, you just drag mm. you just drag it round, and if you can get it in a tenth, just mm-hmm. just by dint of yeah, I mean, being it, able to finish. Alonso and Perez could easily have finished very differently yes. on that lap, yeah. last lap. It doesn't take a huge mo- amount else to go wrong, and yeah, you're in the points. It's not just that either. It's we're at the end of the season, so mm-hmm. there's if if you know you're okay on engines and gearboxes and stuff like that, what what are you saving it for? Yeah. You're and, here to go racing, mm-hmm. get him on the track and make him earn his wage. Yeah, yeah, and and he's a rookie. A bit of extra track time isn't going to do him any harm. Oh, that was his yeah. um, that was his first race there in anything. Yeah, so yeah, mm. you might as well go and see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, you get you get to see it close up slower, and then you can go quicker round there next mm-hmm. year when you're a bit more familiar with it. I what I do like is I think the the surge forward and maybe that win in the uh, in the sprint cup where not sprint cup in the sprint race mm-hmm. when um, Lando <laughs> La, uh, Lando came in and like congratulated him said oh look Oscar won a won a race in McLaren mm-hmm. before I did um, I, I I think Lando's found another level in himself yeah I think that. That and the improvements to the car. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lando, Lando was stunning this weekend. Yeah. Um, and he has, been for, he has been for the last few races, and he's mm-hmm. ab- absolutely driving out of his skin. Um, you know, I've made no bones about it. I've been a McLaren fan. Um, I can probably say all, all my life, since, since I first knew what a Formula One was. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember I remember James Hunt as world champion doing TV adverts with Morecambe and Wise in nineteen you know in nineteen seventy seven. Um, so I liked McLaren because I thought I liked Morecambe and Wise, and I've been a McLaren fan since then, and I'm loving McLaren at the moment. Yeah, and the the way that Lando has come on, I mean, you know, we we've known he's always been quick. He hasn't always had the car to prove it. But um, now he's quick and he's got the car, and you know he's—I um, think he's one Honda engine cock up away from his first win. Yeah, that—that's been the real problem, isn't it? Is that it? Red Bull have been pretty impervious. Has Max made a mistake this year? You know, actually, maybe he's gone off in a practice session or something like that. Nothing, I mean, nothing major, him... no. No. No, it's that, difficult. That's to mind. No. Yeah, the, I mean, the closest thing I can think to a mistake was um, 
like he had a couple of lockups in the in Austin or something like that. Was something going on with his brakes? I think I remember him running, yeah, running wide, but it was never yeah. like a oh my god, he's in a wall kind of incident. No. It was just a like oh there he goes. Yeah, his worst result was fifth. Yeah, mm. you know, no no DNF, and that wasn't a something went wrong as such. It was just that the car wasn't set up quite right. Yeah. You know, take Sing- take Singapore out, and oh, well, two second places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, third third in the Baku sprint, second in the Qatar sprint. Um, yeah, it's just been, yeah, no no problems with the engine. I mean, Red Bull have only had, um. It's two, two retirements all season. Yeah, it doesn't mm. seem to be an issue the uh, the Red Bull and uh, the the Honda engine. No, Th- those two retirements would be crash as well, wouldn't they? Uh, Japan and Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's been no real, um, no real car issues. What was uh, what was Perez's sixteenth in Monaco? Just a bad race. Um. So, yeah, all right. He may, he may need a little bit more, little bit more behind him in the car. Problem is that every time he start, every time he starts to close in on Max, and we'll, you know, we can talk about Red Bull at the same time. Obviously, every time he starts to close in on Max, um, Max has just got that little bit extra mm-hmm. in him or in the car, and he can just stretch that gap, stretch the gap out a little bit further, and then he's off back to. You know, cruising speed, which is the flat-out speed of the guy behind him. Yeah, I, I think, and that proved it, didn't it? And that the the that lap where Lando really put an, an attack on Max, and I, I think probably just caught him off guard with how much pace he had and how 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 much faith he had that he could keep his tires in. Uh, and then as soon as that was kind of thwarted. Max, like, well, we we can't let that happen again. The yeah. next thing is, he's got three seconds on him. Yeah, yeah. Bang. bang! Suddenly, DRS DRS range is um, a distant memory. Yeah, we shan't be having any any escapades <laughs> like that. Uh, so, I mean, we, I don't think we we really see. I, I'd say I don't think we really know how car is, but then I can't, I can't quite work it out because Perez is where he is. Yeah. Um... You know, if if they are identical cars, thirty four seconds down, effective effectively half a second a lap. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're going to be reasonably like similar cars. You know, I, I don't I don't believe that they're going to make like one biffer car for Perez <laughs> just to make Max look good. You you're talking it's he's going to be like maybe an upgrade, and I don't mean like a full upgrade. Just like not the newest front wing or not the newest like rear wing or what whatever the upgrade happens to be uh, behind Max because you you would think a team like Red Bull anyway has the resources the resources for upgrade parity par, par, parity fucking hell Lee come on use it's has it's has that do the upgrade parodies <laughs> you, um, use your words actually one yeah. one telling thing from this uh, this week was fastest laps uh, Max's fastest lap was seven tenths of a second quicker than Checo's wow 
Because Max got a 113.42 and yes. Perez got a 114.12. Obviously, mm. oh, so Lando destroyed everyone by nearly a second. Yeah. Uh, just to prove that that McLaren can do it. I mean, mm. it looked it looked nippy all the way through um, practice, sprint, qualifying, whatever. Well, I think there's on on a single lap, the McLaren is a match for the Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, what was this weekend? You know, the uh, he 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 should have been on the front row for the uh, for the, well, you know, he should have started on the front row for the main Grand Prix, and it didn't matter too much in the end, but. You know, it's and he proved it in the sprint qualifying that the 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 McLaren should have been there if they hadn't messed it up with the rain. Mm. Can it make the step next year? I think it. I think he'll. I think Lando will get his first win by the end of next season. I hope so. But I, I mean, over the course of the year, do you think McLaren can make the step to challenge Red Bull? Um, I, think, it, I think they'll have races where they challenge. I don't think it'll be a consistent sort of season long mm. challenge but i think it'll be, it'll be closer 2011 mclaren versus red bull yeah yeah maybe, mm. yeah yeah i think that you know they've got the potential they're on they're definitely uh, definitely on the right trajectory um red bull are going to be a step ahead of everyone just by dint of adrian knew his pencil and <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah mclaren yeah, I, th- I think they'll be challenging for wins at some point next year. Chal- challenging for championships is a bit of a bit of a step too far, but I think um, I think there's going to be some races where it's going to be closer than eight seconds. Mm. It just could make, makes you think as well, doesn't it? I wonder what would have happened this year if McLaren had found this deficiency in the car earlier you know mm-hmm. and not had to launch with because obviously as well working within a but the budget cap not had to launch with this hamstrung car they had saying look this is not our car uh the upgrades are coming for the car but like spain wasn't it i think they they started to come on yeah um imagine that if, if they could have started the year with this philosophy and built on it from the first race. Then they'd have been challenging for second all the way through. I think they'd have been challenging for wins by now. Well, no, they've been challenging for second in the Constructors' Championship. Yeah, yeah, mm. but that, that, I think I think that that might have been what they needed to, to get on terms with Red Bull. I hope they've got that for next season. Yeah, me too. You know, I hope, I hope they built a fucking rocket ship for next year. Let's see them as rock stars and not wankers, which is something that we haven't done for a while. And with a smooth mm. segue... Um, I've had some nominations on Discord thank you to um, thank you to everyone that sent them through Um, some of the highlights are from uh, Jay Whitlock Alonso as a rock star yeah awesome defensive driving for 20-ish laps and getting the position back on the last and on the opportunity was awesome Max as always didn't put a foot wrong all weekend I don't know. I heard stories coming out of the garage about um, there was a spoon in the knife drawer in his his driver's room. Uh, The Brazil track always throws up a good race. Stroll, good qualifying and quietly a solid race. I can't can't argue with that. I don't know if I go full rock star for Stroll. Like, solid up-and-coming artiste rather than rock star. 
Mm. I th- I think it's a full rock star for oh, stroll okay. this weekend. Okay. Within, w- w- I think you've got to look at it within the lens of like where everything else has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably say you know one one off rock star. Okay, Aston Martin all round for rock stars to be honest. Yeah, yeah, just just with what they did. Mm. Um, he's got some wankers as well. Magnuson's tire went on a rampage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leclerc's hydraulics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depends who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in your rock star category, aren't they? <laughs> uh, George Russell always asking to go ahead of Lewis when Lewis is so much faster. Yeah, that actually happened. Nah, he's becoming a bit of a whinger. No, no, but that did like the asking to go ahead of Lewis when Lewis was faster. That's not what happened. That's a lie. <laughs> Uh, you won't have seen this league because you don't watch Sky coverage, but biggest wanker has to be Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, fuck I've no, I've heard of it. You can't, have you it, can't uh, not have sort of seen that video. I think I, I haven't seen what happened. Did he just do a really shit interview? Yes. You know when you know when like the celebrities who clearly don't want to be there refuse to do an interview, and we think they're a wanker. This was agreed to do an interview. Absolutely no doubt there was a wanker. Oh, is any play? Trying to get Martin Brundle to play air guitar and air like, piano. He was like touching his poppy as well, which was just very strange. It was like, yeah, that's a poppy. Stop touching. I know me he's now. tried Thank to. You. He tried to blame it on anxiety and the fact that he's just not good around big groups of people. Mm. Um, yeah, he's described as what a waste of space. Even if he was great in the dirt playing Tommy Lee, <laughs> <laughs> he actually was. Um, what else? What else have we got? Um, from our regular Wings Triumphant, um, Perez as a rock star. Yeah, he's still way off his teammate, but you know what? He put in a solid performance, and him and Alonso gave us the single greatest battle of the season. Well done to him. Now let's hope to God he actually keeps it up. Yeah, but you can't... I, st- I still think Perez... Perez kind of gets the wanker award this weekend. He shouldn't have been fighting with Alonso when Max was so far up the road. Losing mm. the fight to Alonso. Sorry, he, he, so, so, yeah, he, yeah, losing yeah. the fight to Alonso, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. wasn't just he was in that fight, he came second, did it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't, apart from the fact it was exciting, That's don't get me wrong, um, yeah, I, I can't see how this weekend can be anything but another, you know, it's not a complete, Checo failure, obviously, because he, you know, he was fourth. At least he was scoring good points. But again, if that McLaren had been better at the beginning of the year, or there was actually some sort of like fight with stakes to be had, uh, he he wouldn't he wouldn't have been there. He wouldn't have been in the mix. Mm. So that's why Ira Alonso. Uh, extra wankers Mercedes in general for terrible strategy driver management and a complete vanishing of pace fact yeah fair yeah. fair. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly for ultimate wanker just as a human being <laughs> sadly he's not top wanker of the season that still goes to the guy who started the fight in Mexico I mean again depends who you are <laughs> <laughs> have we got anything else to add on um, on that score uh, somebody's nominated the Brazilian weather because who doesn't love a big old cloud? I mean, as, that, as rock star, is as that? Rock, as rock okay. star. 
Yeah. And wanker for Red Bull for making such a bulletproof car that Lando can't get a win. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that's not great, is it? Mm. Yeah. Any, anything to add? Or do, do we I think, don't think so, think no. That covers the I, lot? Think that, I think that covered it. Yeah. And, of course, added rock started Daniel Ricciardo's neck. <laughs> and if you want to find out why, go to patreon.com slash threelegsfourwheels. Uh, sign up for one pound, one dollar, one euro, two Aussie dollars. As I found out, that that's the equivalent at the minute. Yeah, it's something like forty p, isn't it? An, Auss- an Aussie dollar. Yeah. Um, and you will get to hear the extra Patreon show, which still, for the second time, features um, commented and annotated and footnoted extracts from um, "Overtake My Heart," the fantasy thick Rick novel. <laughs> Christ. And yep, I have to read this fucking thing out. Um, Part three will be coming next week. Don't act like you don't love it. I was going to say, whose idea was it? Yeah. Um, Whose idea was it? It was kind of a collective idea between quite a few people on the Patreon chat on our Discord. Yeah, but who brought the idea to the podcast? Yeah. Jana. No, 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 no. Within within those of us who decide yeah. what goes on the podcast, yeah, wasn't those, me, those, those wasn't me, wasn't Lee, wasn't Kieran. Flood's not been here for a few weeks. I may have been drinking at the time. I suggested <laughs> it jokingly and kind of got carried away and ended up buying the book. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I'm... Also, I, I, did I just pick up on you, you using the term involved in, in this with this novel of Daniel Ficardo? No, th- Thick Rick. Oh, right, okay. No, that's 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 what he's called on the cover of the novel. Cool. Well, Pamph- it's clearly, pam- clearly, it should be Daniel Ficardo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out when we get to chapter three next week. If you want to get in touch in other ways, then drop us a line. <gasps> Daniel Ficardo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> drop us a line. Three legs, wheels at gmail We are at three legs, wheels on the socials and on other socials. You can get us at at Sean Cowper. At the Lee Stevens and at Pablo One Hundred, uh, Flood is at Flood Twenty One, and Kieran is at Kieran is Boring. Um, hopefully, he'll be joining us next week when we will have a Las Vegas Grand Prix to preview. I'm really excited about it. You know, I know it's probably not going to be a great race. I think, more- but I th- the spectacle <laughs> is going to be cool. I was briefly excited about it when you told me it started at four a.m. However, it starts at 6am, by which point I'm at work. So, I'll either be watching it on a delay or twice that day. (laughs) I'll be be watching it twice. Is that 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 lights out time? Is it 6 o'clock in the morning here? 6 o'clock UK time. Oh, well, that's fine. And as somebody pointed out this afternoon, the uh, circuit actually is in the same shape as an upside-down pig, so it's now been called the spider pig I like this when circuits are shaped like stuff. Yeah, so live from the Las Vegas Spider Pig. Excellent. Yeah, we we did have an offer to um, use a podcast recording studio out there. It's just that we'd have to make our own way and book our own accommodation. It's a little bit pricey. Mm. So, um, hey, patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. We'll try and get there next year if there's a race. Failing that, uh, we'll see you next week. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Ciao.